Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. In today's episode, I'm interviewing Kim Miller, a lifestyle entrepreneur and a spiritual life coach. on interesting topics such as the law of attraction letting go of resistance fear of missing out and to how to sustain your alignment a very wisdom packed episode to enhance our growth mindset in every aspect of our life hope you enjoy this podcast and now we go over to kim miller hello kim i'm so happy to have you in my podcast ayurvedic healing and beyond so looking forward for this insightful wisdom that you're going to share and it's always been one of my checklist to have a uh, someone who helps people to manifest their lives and also someone who is into law of attraction and something this has always been confusing at the same time uh, enlightening on both sides so this is something that i'm really looking forward so thank you so much for being a part of my podcast oh thank you so much for having me what an absolute pleasure it is to be able to spread some of my knowledge and experience to your listeners thank you kim So Kim what has been your story to get into this life coaching and also using the law of attraction Oh wow <laughs> where do I start Um a lot of people say how long did it take you to get to where you are today and I say well 36 years that's how long I've been alive right mm-hmm. and you know I believe as spirits we choose to come into this human vessel for a reason and a mission and the lessons that we need to learn and the challenges that we're faced with that we overcome are all perfect and they're all divine so my main transition started 8 years ago in 2012 at the time i was a full-time model and i loved what i did i got to travel all around the world uh it was so fun and i just felt like really fun and young and free and it was great and then i got to the age where i just felt like there was something missing mm-hmm. i don't know if your listeners have ever felt the same but 28 years old as well as when your saturn returns and it's usually when you have a big transition or realization or awakening in your life and i didn't know that at the time and i was living this very superficial life where i had everything on the outside and i validated myself on the outside mm-hmm. what i looked like what i wore uh my status and like i said in that age it just got it just got empty and i was like i've got a full wardrobe but empty life and i knew things had to change um i felt depressed i felt anxious and i didn't know that at the time but that's usually it, when you're about to awaken so that's when i started my network marketing business 8 years ago uh, with a company called Arbon and it's not something that i ever thought i would ever do but what it's done is it's been the container for me to grow spiritually emotionally financially Uh, and that's been the real catalyst for change for me is actually becoming a part of the profession but within the profession so i started the business and i was still operating out of external validation success is on the outside hustle 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 masculine masculine all this kind of like resistant energy and then i got to the point where i i got tons of success i had you know the validation in the car and all of the things that i was wanting and i had those things and they still weren't doing it for me mhm how's i like, mm okay there's something like i thought all these things would make me feel happy 
But then I realized that actually happiness comes from inside. Mm -hmm. And that's when my journey of self-love and spiritual growth started to happen because I realized that, yeah, those things aren't fulfilling. And then a couple of years in, I lost my mum suddenly. She transitioned to the other side. And that really set me on the path of spirituality and awakening. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize what is life all about? Why am I here? Why is she passed so soon? And I really got into meditation, law of attraction, less kind of personal development, like um, mind Mm -hmm. and more spirit, mind, body and spirit all together because the body and the mind aren't separate of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've just experienced lots of different things. Like I I lost all of my life savings in a bad investment. I lost my driving license. I lost my mum all in the space of six months. And those moments where you think, could things get any worse? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of your listeners can resonate or you've had this dark night of the soul. That is where the magic happens. You just have mm-hmm. to feel and allow and just trust that that will transform you and awaken you faster. And that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a saying, you know, success without fulfillment is waste and failure. Yes, love that quote. <laughs> and I think yes. that's where that's where we, you know, it's a beautiful destruction and from where you get to start everything from fresh and go up. And uh, once you say, you know, uh, you had everything that external validation could give and then you felt, you know, uh, happiness is something from internally that is what we feel. Now, still, do you still feel that, okay, there could be a need for external validation because our mind could be so wavery going from external validation and know this is my internal um, fulfillment that I need. So this shift that we sometimes could chat upon, you know, logically, we know that there is something beyond external validation, but still people find it so difficult to go internally. You know, that's why we have so much of spiritual leaders and thought leaders and also teaching us about self-love and also law of attraction. If you look at it, on one hand, it looks like it's all about how to possess. And if you watch that uh, movie Secret, it talks about this, you know, how can I amass as many things as I want? Okay, I just want that car. I just want that house. I just want so much of wealth. So it gives you a sense that you can possess as much as you want. And I think in law of attraction, many of the law of attraction techniques, we miss the bus about this internal fulfillment. So is there something that you work on you can still use the law of attraction, but at the same time have that fulfillment. And how do you, I, I wouldn't use the word fight, but you know, somewhere we miss the bus, external validation is so attractive and seductive that we miss mm-hmm. that whole purpose of that internal fulfillment. So how do we connect with there? Mm, great question. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want the designer handbags, the amazing, luxurious house, you know, all of those things, but it's coming from a different place. Mm -hmm. Like before I've evolved into who I am today, I needed those things to make me feel good. Mm -hmm. Now I know I just want them. Mm -hmm. I feel good first and then I actually want them. So it's, it's from a place of abundance, not from a place of lack. So, you know, being in Bali right now, I literally moved here during a lockdown, packed a suitcase, gave away 90% of my clothes. So eight years ago, my, my, my wardrobe was full and I couldn't literally let go of anything. I was so attached to it. And eight years later, I just literally gave it all away and packed a suitcase and came here. 
speaks volumes for what what really is important in life. And I think during this pandemic, people have really gone inward and gone, actually, what is most important to me? And that's just been the kind of nail on the head for me, is realising that community, family and friends, um, the connection, love, purpose and growth are the real main things. And those are the things you can't buy. So what I've realised is from growing this internal validation is those things that come on the outside are just lovely little cherries on the cake, but they aren't the main driver anymore. Mm. And how you get to that point is you have to kind of go through the process. You know, I've got the Louis Vuitton purse. Um, I've got the white Mercedes on the drive. And being in Bali, if you walk around with a Louis Vuitton handbag, people look at you like you're weird because <laughs> it's not like that here. In Bali, it's all about your spirit and connection and who you are. Mm-hmm. And also, just, just think about this, everyone who's listening. Everyone that you meet is a mirror to you. Hmm. So if you're judging someone else based on their appearance or what they have, you're also going to be judged yourself. Hmm. So from changing your internal world by loving everyone for who they are, hmm. this is what's bringing us into this next dimension. And this is what's happening with the planets today on the 21st is it's helping us all get closer to the light. Um, and all of these material things and external things are just distractions to numbers um, and just, yeah, keep us in this 3D world. Wow, I love that. So if we come from a place of inner fulfillment, then whatever you have it externally, it just adds value to it and more meaning to it. Mm. yeah so it's not saying that you can't have those things but where is it coming from Mm -hmm. do you want the house and the 2.4 children because that's what you think you should do to be successful Mm -hmm. you know so many years of my life I've grown up thinking okay I need to get a nine-to-five job I need to get a safe secure job okay and then I was like no that doesn't make me happy so what really does make you happy Mm. and one of my friends who's a self-love coach Stephen Swire said to me if you put your self-worth in things that can change, what happens when those things change? Mm. So what happens if you spend all of your money on buying a Louis Vuitton handbag and the next day it gets stolen? Where's your self-worth? Does it go with the handbag? Mm. You know, if you want to build this incredible, you know, four-story house that you just, like, it means so much to you and it's like this possession, and then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it gets burnt down. Like, where is your self-worth? Does that get burnt to the ground? So, yeah, that really changed a lot for me because status can change, money can change, looks can change, materialistic things can change. Um, and that really woke, that woke me up, that, that one sentence. Wow. I think 2020 has been the greatest experiment for all of us for that, to understand what all can change in a, such a short period of time. So, Kim... Oh, yeah. Kim. Yeah, and my heart goes out to. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just going to say, my heart goes out to everyone, everyone exactly. who is is going through a dark night of the soul. Um, and you've got a choice. Exactly. If you listen to this, you've got a choice. And if you listen to this podcast for a reason, you re- listen to it for a reason. There's no coincidences. You can either stay in this 3D world of fear, or you can come with us to the fifth dimension. Hmm. Now, when I speak to say some of my family back at home and I ask them how they are, mm-hmm. they go straight into the fear mode of like, oh my goodness, like it's never been so bad. We need to get the vaccine. Like we need to get the vaccine to fix this. It's the only way to listen to the news 24 seven. 
Mm. Like I do not buy into that. I am not listening to that. So you can either stay in that place of fear or you can choose to see things differently. Mm. Um, and I encourage you to do the latter. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, we could go mad with the current world. I mean, uh, being someone who teaches law of attraction, I mean, when you see people in pain and fear, you know, we say that it is not people don't want change. It is the resistance to change that causes the pain. Now, where is this resistance coming from? I mean, uh, what are the techniques that we can use to let go of this resistance? Because this resistance is the greatest disease that we have. And of course, on one hand, resistance is like a protective mechanism. It helps us to uh, protect many of the things that we feel is going to help us. But on the other hand, it is putting us in a comfort zone and not letting us realize our true self. So what, how do you deal with this resistance? Yeah, I mean, what you resist persists, mm. right? And the power that. of the mind is phenomenal. Mm. So I invite you to ask yourself, what are you resisting and why? Mm. And usually it's a story that people are holding on to because it makes them feel safe. Sometimes people are addicted to the pain. They're addicted to the victim of like, oh my God, poor me. And it's safe to stay where I am and to step into the unknown. Mm. But the thing is we have 90,000 thoughts a day mm. and 70% of them are negative or from what we did. No, sorry. We have 70,000 thoughts a day and 90% are negative. That's it. So 90% of our thoughts are negative or from what we did yesterday. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are waking up with no vision of the, of, of the future because they're so afraid of the unknown. And so resistance come from, comes from, I think, being afraid of the unknown. But the unknown is the only way to create newness mm -hmm. and vision. You're not waking up with a vision of the future. You're going to keep relaying the same story over and over again. And sometimes stories can come from past lives. It's sometimes not even our stuff. It can come from our ancestors. It can come from who you're around. It could like be very mindful of who you're hanging around with. Take a look at the five people that you spend the most time with. What is their income level? What is their mindset? What are they saying? What are they doing? Like I'm so protective of who I'm around. It's like it's so destructive if you're around the wrong people. Hmm. So yeah, resistance persists. So do you want to change? Do you want to, it all starts with having that choice. Hmm. I'm aware that I'm resisting. Okay, I'm ready to change. Hmm. Um, yeah, you have to be willing to do that. I think that's uh, one thing that you mentioned, you know, we are still not able to understand the power of our mind, how it can influence our body and our feelings. And when we say that, you know, 90% of our thoughts can be negative. It sometimes it really blows our mind to how we are actually controlled by the external influences to a lot. And, and especially if you see the COVID issues, you know, on one hand in Wuhan, it just got released. And then people started seeing that people are wearing this astronaut masks and they say that it's so dangerous. And if it comes on to you, you could be dead. And even though it's not like that, but then how much of this is going to influence a person's mind? Like we, we have this concept called placebo, right? The placebo is like, it will help you to, if you have the belief that you're going to heal, then it will help you. Otherwise it can go the other way around. So if you see the current mindset, mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with the influence of the placebo or the opposite of that, what we call it as nocebo effect. 
And I think that's what this whole humanity is facing right now. And slowly, we think that vaccine is going to be a savior for all of us. And uh, I'm just saying this because this is a great example to understand how much we buy into the external influence and completely limit where we can be at a free space. And uh, Kim, when you look at your life, mm -hmm. um, you know, there was this time that you said, you know, everything came to a time when you have to restart certain things. You know, that place where you felt that, okay, you had your great validations, all the great things that success and money could buy. And then you have to find that fulfillment, that transit period where we get in a place where I have to restart many things. You know, that could be one of the most insecure, vulnerable, painful, and at the same time, you could feel also lonely a bit there in that space. And in that area, when we are feeling not so high vibrations, how can we make this law of attraction work? Because why I'm asking this, people come in pain and say that uh, when you want law of attraction to work, you need to feel good. You need to feel excited about the change that is going to happen. But when you're in that kind of a pain, when you tell them you have to feel good, you know, that's the worst thing you can tell that person. Are you getting me there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great question. Um, I think a really good thing is to always remind people of stories mm. of people that have had miracles happen in transformation. So I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. Super um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. In, yeah. Supernatural. Great book. And just to kind of just share his story for a second. Um, he was a athlete and in the 1986 triathlon, mm -hmm. he got run over by an SUV. His bike mm -hmm. got hit and his spine shattered. Mm -hmm. And in the hospital, they said they'd, he'd never walk again. And he literally left the hospital against all advice. And in the next three months, he mentally and physically reconstructed his spine from meditating for two hours a day, twice a day. He pictured his spine in pure health. He had this intention to reset his body and like nine and a half weeks later, he had a full recovery. I mean, that is phenomenal. And mm. that is the power of the human body. And so the first thing, I think it starts with what are people putting into their mind? You know, are they listening to the news? Are they listening to the doctors? Or are they listening to success stories? Mm. You know, so many people I know have, you know, had terminal illnesses, you know, diagnosed and as soon as people get diagnosed with a terminal illness, something happens, they just start to de decline. Mm. But whereas the people that go, no, I'm not listening to that, I'm gonna go and seek extra help, end up healing themselves. So first thing is be mindful of your mind and what you're surrounding yourself with. The second thing is, is thinking, where am I creating this? Mm. You know, your body, let's just say someone has cancer, um, your body didn't always have cancer. So your body created it in some way, shape or form. So where am I creating this? And why am I creating this? And words are so important. You know, if you say things like, I'm battling with cancer, I'm struggling with, I'm fighting this illness. It's like, oh, that is causing it to spread. The victim, the powerless, like I'm not in control, like this is controlling me. And so Louise Hay has an amazing book as well called You Can Heal Your Life. And it's just about saying, you know, I am focused on feeling amazing. I choose to feel good. Mm. And so if I can put my um, mind in, in, the, in the position of someone who is in that place of fear, 
you can't go from a place of fear to love in one leap. You just have to keep choosing the next best feeling thought. And on the vibrational scale, you can go and Google it and just choose the next best feeling thought. Maybe the one up from fear is anger. Hmm. Like, like we're so taught to suppress our emotions. In order to heal, you have to feel. So feel the anger, like be pissed off, be frustrated, be annoyed, like, ah, that's better than being in fear. And then that anger might move to judgment Mm. and judgment might move to comparison. Comparison might move to jealousy. Jealousy might move to compassion. And then it starts to move up the vibrational scale. So once you allow yourself to feel it and the emotions and getting them all out, that's when it can start to change. And then the third thing is like what Joe Dispenza did is speaking belief over yourself and visualizing yourself in perfect health and just knowing that your body can heal. It can Mm. heal itself. You know, if I think about the, the human body as a woman, oh my goodness, like my body knows when to ovulate. It knows how to create a baby. It knows how to, you know, my heartbeat every single day. It's phenomenal. So to think that we have any control over our body and what happens, like we, 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 we can control it by our mind. Um, yeah, so powerful. Oh yes, I love that what you mentioned. You know, during my consultation, I always would say, if you ever get depressed, just go and read how your body functions, then you will know you're possessing one of the greatest miracle magic mechanism that Mother Nature has ever created. Because if you look at how the body functions, it's just, uh, it's beyond logic. You know, even medicine is still light years away from finding out how our body functions. And to, you just mentioned in the beginning of the interview, some people are addicted to pain. Somewhere mm-hmm. they feel, uh, I think in Louise Hay, in one of her books, she mentioned about, uh, I forgot the name of the author, but his, uh, the name of the book is called Love Your Disease, where he talks about if mm-hmm. you are going through a pain, the question you need to ask is, is this pain helping you somewhere? And, and he was just telling uh, one of his experiences where a couple came to his consultation and there were, uh, the, the wife was saying, I have all my blood reports, everything is showing normal, and my husband is also having a normal uh, health, but we are not able to have babies. And then, uh, in spite of all the physical parameters, the blood reports and all the other uh, objective parameters that they could say, but still the wife is not able to conceive. And then suddenly he had a one-on-one talk with the uh, patient, the woman, and she said she had deep fear to get pregnant because if she gets pregnant, there is a possibility that her husband could leave her because once she saw in her childhood, one of her aunt, after she got pregnant, she put on weight and her partner left. So she has this fear constantly in her mind that what if I get pregnant and then somebody leaves me and then I'm gonna be lonely. So that was like a real self-fulfilling prophecy that she was going on to that. And then, Uh, the author of this book, Love Your Disease, he was saying, if you love what you're going through, which is associated with pain, the question you need to ask is, how can I let go of this need that is creating this pain inside of me? I think that's what I could relate to what you're saying with the story of Joe Dispenza and this visualization technique. And I love this quote by Joe Dispenza. He says that there are no incurable diseases, there are only incurable people. Because it's all about your mindset if you want to change. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, our mind rules everything. Literally everything. Exactly. Um, Yeah, powerful. 
you, you were saying that in order to uh, heal, you need to feel. Can we just, you know, talk a little more about that? How can we this, what it means to feel? I mean, even if you're sad, even if you're frustrated, usually we are taught, oh, don't cry, don't hold on to that. That's not right of you. So we always are told that certain emotions, you need to suppress it, not to voice it, not to show it outside. But at the same time, how we think that that's going to hurt other people. How can be non-violent at the same time have that feeling and be comfortable with that? Mm. Yeah, well, that's probably why people have so much disease because yeah, they're suppressing the, the anxiety and the like. Especially being English, I was I was brought up in a in a, a wonderful home, like such a great upbringing. But I never really saw emotions. I never saw my mum express or my dad express. Everything was just okay. Like, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And so what's, what, what has happened to me is I felt like it was shameful to express myself in certain ways. I felt um, confusion on, oh, my God, if, if something doesn't resonate with me, should I speak up or should I just let someone speak like that to me? And... I started to feel this discomfort of like, no, I need, I need to, I need to express. I was starting to feel like I wasn't a human being, you know. And if you imagine a piano, if you're only playing three or four keys of emotion, there's only so much depth that you can go to in life. And you know, as I've grown spiritually, I've realised that there's real depth in human emotion and we need to be able to express and play all the keys of the piano to be able to feel like a, like a human being um not everything is roses not everything is great and i think a lot of people perceive anger to be bad or frustration to be bad and it's not bad it's just an emotion it's what our attachment is to that and especially in bali this is why i love living here is everyone is so conscious and i don't ever question anyone's motive or I never feel like someone's gossiping behind my back because if something is up we'll talk about it so I mean for example um we are just about to move into a big villa with five other women so you can imagine that you know it's going to be pretty crazy and obviously trying to get everyone to agree on certain things can be you know quite tricky but because everyone is so conscious and aware and they express themselves if something doesn't align they say listen, this is great, but this isn't feeling good to me. Like, it made me feel a bit angry when you suggested that we did this. Hmm. Could we do it this way? Can we perceive it this way? And it's welcomed, you know? So it's the label that we put on emotions, which I think we avoid. But once you start expressing yourself, you feel free. Oh, this is another thing. Okay. So <clears throat> throughout the whole of my life, hmm. I thought freedom was financial. Hmm. And so I've been on this quest of creating financial freedom, expecting it to create me freedom. And it has, and it is. But there's so many more elements to freedom. There's freedom of expression, emotional freedom. Um, and in most of my relationships, I've not felt like I can express myself fully because the fear of rejection or the fear of someone not loving me. Um, and so I've always kind of kept myself in this cage and I've just never felt like fully alive. Hmm. So if you want to feel fully alive and feel fully fulfilled, you have to have emotional freedom, which is expressing. And the thing with emotion is, it's not coming from a place of being a victim. It's like, oh my God, I just need to get this out. And in Bali, they have like, like evenings where you can come and be angry and bash pillows and get it out. And guess what? Once it's out, it's out. 
it's no longer being suppressed and creating dis-ease mm. in your body. It's out there. <laughs> um, and that's been a huge, huge shift for me. And now I feel really confident communicating if things don't align for me, I'll express it and I'll say it. And I'll always say the deeper thing. Mm-hmm. This has been really edgy for me. Over the past two weeks, I've, I've been noticing myself and thinking, am I leaning into this confrontation? Is, it, is this triggering for me? Mm. So if something triggers you, you'll feel this sensation in your body <clears throat> of like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And it's easier to pull away and just ignore it and just say, oh, it's fine. And it's, it's more uncomfortable to lean in. Mm. But leaning in, in the deeper thing is where the transformation is. And it's magical. Wow. I love that analogy of, you know, you need to learn to play more keys in the piano. If you're just stuck with a few chords and a few keys, you're just missing out on the beauty of all parts of life. Wow, I just love that. And, mm. and, and also one more thing, you know, something that we could inherit from the community that we live in or the country that we come from. Uh, I remember when I speak to some uh, people from certain countries, they have certain words that are that is like a part of their collective conscience. Like you, you in, in English, you know, the word, I'm afraid that it's not going to happen. That's something that they say. Or sometimes they say, oh, it's a shame that we can't do it. And if you go to Germany, they say one of the first words that teach you is Entschuldigung, which means, excuse me, but if you go to, if you decode that word, it says, I am guilty that I'm going to disturb you. So these emotions, mm-hmm. you know, that gets so imprinted and you could see that when they are not feeling those emotions, why it is coming and when you're not dealing with that, you know, the body is like a hard disk that stores all these things and it creates pain in different parts of the body. And when I tell them, if it is a pain that is coming without any external accidents or external physical trauma, it is something to do with your own way of not letting it out in an expressive way. And, and this is where one part that I want to talk to you about. You said that you punch pillows, right? <laughs> I, have, I have punched pillows, yes. yes. So... How is this yeah. really, how, how can we make sense of this? You know, okay, let's say you have frustration or anger and by punching the pillow, what is actually happening in your feeling, when you experience it, when you keep doing that punching, do you feel like this energy is moving out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll put you into context. So I've had a lot of frustration over the years with, you know, blaming people for certain things and then I've grown past it and it's 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 taken years and what I've realized is what's the point of holding on to resentment for years because ultimately it only hurts ourselves and um we called it a a Kali now it's a Kali is the the goddess of um you know darkness and it's all about like expression and me and my friends had this Kali night one time and I was really nervous about it because for me to express myself in front of people was nerve wracking, never mind expressing my anger and frustration. And like, does it feel safe to express like, oh, I'm Kim, I'm this wonderful, kind human being. Like we've all got anger within us. And when it came to me like expressing and bashing the pillows, it it took me a little while, but when I got into it, I was like, oh my God, it felt so good to do. And afterwards I felt like it had gone. I felt like it had gone. The, 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 all the resentment left my body 
So a lot of people hold on to things because they're not expressing it and then they blame and justify and that's when they start to criticize and blame and like become a victim and being able to really feel things helps the energy move through the body. So you have to feel to heal. Like it's really important to do that. And anyone said that says that it doesn't, you know, oh, just, just put a positivity plaster over it and just all is fine. No, there's always an underlying subconscious that's ruling our life. Like our subconscious is 90% of, of our life. And so if there's things we're not saying, if there's things we're not expressing, if there's things we're holding on to, they're going to stay there until we actually move them. Hmm. That's fantastic. And I think there's one thing that I want to ask is this fear of missing out. How do we deal with that? FOMO. Yes. <laughs> fear of missing out. So fear of missing out. Um, yeah, I actually had this uh, yesterday, so I can relate that to me. Um, so there was an event on yesterday that I really wanted to go to, but when it came to the time, I didn't feel like it was aligned with me. So mm -hmm. I checked in with myself and thought, okay, is this aligned with me? Yes or no. And normally I wouldn't do that. Normally I would either go to the event, even if I didn't want to go, or I'd feel re resentful that I didn't go. And so how you get over FOMO is just checking in with yourself and thinking, does this align with where I'm going? Hmm. And the most powerful thing you can ever say in 2021 is no. So what are your goals? What are you committed to? And if that thing that comes along doesn't align with that, it's feeling confident in that no. So fear of missing out is just all about checking in with yourself and just knowing what you need at that, at that time. Hmm. Um, and just trusting that if it's, if it's not a full yes, it's a no. And that this is it. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. There's no in between. You either yes or you a no. Um, I actually do this little this little exercise that my Reiki master taught me. So I stand up, and when I when I say something that's true, like I tend to fall forward, mm -hmm. and when I say something that isn't true, I tend to fall backwards. <laughs> so oh, now, yeah. so yesterday, I was like, okay, should I go to this event tomorrow? And I, I fell backwards, and I was like, no, great, okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's a way to also understand how our body is also so intuitive. It's just that we are not connected with that. Yes, that is it. Are you connected to your body and listening mm. to your body? Yeah, that's a great one. And oh, and also fear of missing out is a fear. Like, just trust that if that if that thing doesn't align, it's not right for you right now. Mm. Something else will come your way. Something else is supposed to happen, and it's just trusting in the timing of your life you know so many things i've said yes to because of the fear of missing out and they've just not been aligned and i thought oh i would have been better off staying at home and doing this instead mm. so it's listening to your heart and your body rather than your ego i think we pay a huge price because of this fear of missing out we think that okay i have to do this i have to do that and then we miss out on what is really aligned with you i think i love that point when you said is it aligned with me? And if it is not, it's a definitely no. If it is, yes, you really feel it. I think that's so true. We all know it. But still, maybe there is something, you know, we just get so distracted and we just let go of that. And what can we do to bring in more of this alignment? Mm. Oh, this is my jam. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a um, five-day align and shine course that's on mm -hmm. my website. Um, 
And it's just all about helping you to identify, okay, who are you? Mm -hmm. What do you stand for? What do you value? What do you want? And creating boundaries. You know, in this world of information, constant, 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 I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. There's very few people that are actually gaining any focus and any traction because they're Mm. so distracted trying to do a million things. And I believe the most successful people over the next decade, are the people that are going to be focused on their mission. Again, another example, the past couple of months for me have just been so jam packed full of training and coaching. I'm doing courses and I could literally do a course 24 seven with everything that's around me. And so I have to be so tunnel visioned and go, does this align for me? Because there's no point doing learning an event or listening to an audio and going straight on to the other one. You have to implement the information and embody it. Exactly. So um, there was a conference last weekend and a lot of my team um, were attending the conference. And I was like, oh my God, should I do it? Am I a bad leader if I don't do the conference? I've not even still watched the rest of the conference from last week. So, and I was like, no, I'm going to check in with myself. There's so many things that I'm, I'm focusing on and that doesn't align. I don't feel like I need that right now. And so, yeah, that feels good to not do it. And so it's just checking in with yourself and becoming aligned. And that is, like I said, knowing who you are, what you value, where you're going, and then creating boundaries around that. And being able to say no mm. is going to be one of the most powerful words people can ever really, um, really feel confident in saying. And a lot of people are afraid of saying no because people pleasing and wanting to say yes, but boundaries are sexy. Boundaries are really sexy. Um, I love a good solid no. Mm. No, I'm not available for that. So just for anyone who's, who's wanting to know how to say no, you know, if, if, some, if someone asks you to do something and it doesn't feel good, just say, um, thank you so much for asking me. Um, I'm not available for that right now, but check in with me in the future. Wow, you know? that's a very powerful statement. You're not so uh, a story about Richard Branson as well. So, um, you know, Richard Branson, you know, everyone wants him to, to speak at their events. And there's this woman who um, was like, right, I want to pay you a million pounds to come and speak at our event. Please, please, please come. And Richard Branson's personal assistant was like, I'm sorry, he's not available. He's really busy. And then she, she went back and she was like, right, we've got a blank check. He can put any number on it that he wants, any number that he wants. And um, the PA came back and said, listen, um, Richard would love to do your event, but he's got three goals he's focusing on for the next three months, and that doesn't align. Wow. So this this is why he's so successful, because it doesn't matter what money that comes in, like that, this is, this, this is my goals. And so do you have goals set in place for 2021? Are you having 90 day goals where you're reassessing and assessing where you're at and reflecting on that and checking in with, does this align? If not, yes or no. Helpful. Wow. You know, I love that way you said, you know, how to say no. When somebody says no, it doesn't mean it's a no forever. It's just a means it's a no at that point of time. I think that's where we need to understand. It's not like a no forever. It's just at that point of time, it's a screenshot. At that point of time, it's no. Maybe it could change. In future, I think uh, we need to really express about it's a no for now, but let's check in later. That's so fantastic. I think this will give a lot of people freedom. I can also say no without hurting the other person's feelings. Mm. 
Yeah, and ultimately, if someone's affected by your no, then they're making it all about them. Hmm. I love a good hard no because I know that person respects themselves Mm -hmm. and I respect them more. Hmm. If someone says to me, I'm not available for that, I'm like, thank you. Thank you for honoring yourself. Brilliant. Because I'm not making it about me. This is about them. Um, Yeah, and and, and obviously as, as you grow in terms of influence and as I'm experiencing with my podcast and with my business, people want you to come on calls all the time. People want you to you know, just, just do things and you have to go, okay, is this aligned with my mission and my purpose? So, you know, when you kindly reached out to me, I was like, oh my goodness, I love Vignesh's message and brand. And it's so aligned with me. Of course, I'd love to do it. But lots of times people approach me about the podcast to be on my podcast. And I'm like, actually, it's great. Thank you for reaching out. But that doesn't align with my audience. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So this alignment, I think this is the core message that I could get from this. I think uh, if you are aligned, then it's so easy. You know, you can decide yes or no. You can, you'll start attracting what is right for you because that alignment is a core. Yes. Yes. And I like to say you don't need more. It doesn't take time. It takes alignment. A lot of people are taking more time to achieve things because their alignment isn't isn't there they're being pulled from pillar to post whereas if you're tuning in you're so tunnel vision vision focused on on your energy and your alignment things just come into your vortex and and Mm. this is when you can manifest with ease is when you're living according to your values i think if we go digging a little more it's like once you have that alignment focus becomes effortless i think if you don't have alignment you have to struggle to focus I think that's where we could look at it that way as, as well. So yeah. that was a lot of wisdom, Kim. And uh, I must say, even though it was like 45 minutes that we spoke, wow. I think we made a capsule of Louis Hay, Joe Spencer, and a little bit of Esther and Hicks. Because I listened to your podcast and you talk a lot about Esther Hicks and she talks about the vortex and changes. So how can people reach out to you for your courses that you talk about this alignment? Sure. Yeah. So they can check out my website, kimmellet.com in mm-hmm. the shopping cart. It's something like 27 UK pounds for the five day course. It's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, also follow me on Instagram. So uh, kimmellet underscore and the soul digger underscore is my podcast. And yeah, come and join me on my podcast and come and listen to some episodes. I'd love to help spread the message. And yeah, I'm I'm so grateful that you've had me on your podcast. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And I love your podcast too, Soul Digger. I love the name. And that was one of the things that attracted me. Wow, that's a very unique name. And I think you uh, talk about how can we go more in deep with our soul. You know, that's what we all are missing. We are so superficial. We miss that soul part, soul connection. And I think that's what the world needs. What else is there? Exactly. So in order to go further, you've got to go deeper. Um, This surface level life is just not going to crack it. You're going to get to the end of your life and just think, oh, there's something that I was missing. And it is the depth of you and your soul and meaning and purpose in life. So... My wish for you is that you go deep and that you're brave enough to uncover all of the things that you might not like to confront and see Mm. because that's where the magic really is. Seriously, that's where the magic really is. 
That was really fantastic, Kim. I'm so happy to have you in my podcast and I hope people listen to this and they will reach out to you for your alignment. Because after all, with alignment, everything is possible. Without alignment, we struggle. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim.